What Do You Think? The podcast where we chat about the Bible from Genesis to Revelation with friends, family, and loved ones. We laugh. The labor where they wash up. Then we wash, wash up. I'm from Missouri, so y'all leave me alone. She's from Missouri. She really needs wash. I'm learning more and more how little I know. <laughs> they Noah entered the ark, and they knew nothing. I can't do this. We do impressions. Hello. <laughs> I'm Bob the Tomato. Hi, this is Chang's Chinese restaurant. Nancy, what are you doing here? We get a little silly. Jericho, Joshua fit the battle of Jericho, and the walls came tumbling down. I feel, I have a hard time with condom, condomate, con... Not condiments, she loves ketchup and mayonnaise. So, in genius... Geniuses. That's our southern accent coming in there, folks. I'm just a little black rain. <laughs> a little serious. My spirit, Bubba, what if I give you what you deserve? And a lot grateful. When you feel that, you know, where is God? Well, well, that's him. That's him showing his love. Yes, he's got he's got all these people loving on you. As we ask and answer questions about the Bible, faith, God, and everything in between. Welcome to So What Do You Think? Take a load off, get comfy, and stay a while. Hey guys, it's Missy. Welcome to the show. And I have my stepfather with me today. And we're going to talk about um, a topic I'll let him introduce. But hey, Bubba. Hey, Missy. How you doing? I'm blessed. How are you? So our topic is... Milk and milk and meat, whatever we're going to call it, right? Yes. So um, him and I found this. Francis Chan, a little introduction here I'm going to play for you, okay? This is Francis Chan. There's this passage in uh, Hebrews. Does this look weird? He's second on a bottle. Well, so does this. When people... Come in, and this is the only time they eat. Okay, this looks weird. I should not be drinking out of a baby bottle, right? That's the same thing Paul says in Hebrews. He says, for though, well, the writer of Hebrews, which I think is Paul, for though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the basic principles of the oracles of God. You need milk. Not solid food for everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in a, in a word of righteousness since he's a child. Paul says some of you should have been teachers by now. Come here, suck on this bottle. Let me feed you. And for some of you, this is the only time you eat all week long. You don't even know how to pick up this book and feed yourself. That's what we're trying to do is get you to memorize some verses. Get in this book. So many of you have never even read this book. You come here and go, well, I'd rather come and have Peter feed me. And I'm just telling you, that's weird. That looks really weird for him to stand here every week. Come on up. Come on up. And then you complain going, you didn't feed me enough. And Paul says, are you kidding me? Is this really going on? Is this really going on? You should have been a teacher and you're up there complaining that he didn't give you the little baba for long enough. You didn't feed me enough, pastor. I've heard this my whole life. You come in, you're like, well, I didn't get enough from the worship. 
I didn't get enough from the sermon. He didn't feed me enough. Wham! Wham! <laughs> and they're like, oh, your sermon wasn't good enough. It's like, no, you know why you're unhappy? It's your fault. It's you. You suck. You do. You come and you suck out of this bottle every week. And you suck all the life out of me. And it's still not enough. And you start sucking from everyone else. Have you ever considered the reason why you're not happy is because you suck? You do. You suck the life out of people. That's the reason why your marriage sucks is because you suck. You don't have enough. God says in Jeremiah 2, he goes, don't you understand? I'm a spring of living water. But you're going and you're trying to dig these cisterns and trying to get life from all of these other people. And it doesn't hold water. But I'm a spring of living water. That's why David says, the Lord is my shepherd. I don't suck. I shall not suck. I don't want from other people. He goes, in fact, I've got this cup and it's like spilling over onto everyone around me. Why? Because I'm so fulfilled in this. Look, other people are never going to give you the life you expect. Some of you suck as parents. You're not fulfilled in Christ, so you, want, you need something from your kids. Some of you guys suck as children. That you, don't, you haven't found your own relationship with God, so you demand so much from your parents. And so what happens when we are empty people? We start trying to leech from other people. And this is what causes the divorces. This is what causes all the broken families. And then everyone comes in the church wanting something for themselves. And then we end up with a church that sucks. Wow. What did you think about that? Wow, that's special. I mean, it's so <laughs> true, too. And I've been guilty of that, too. So mm. just well, going, sitting and Taking in, taking in, taking in, sucking on the bottle. Mm-hmm. Well, before we dig into that, will you say uh, a prayer for us, yeah, please? Yeah, sure. Father, in Jesus' name, uh, enter your gates with thanksgiving, your courts with praise, and we bless your name. Thank you for this day and this time and these podcasts, especially for Missy, Lord, and uh, how she's not just sucking in, she's trying to give out, Lord, and she gives out life through these podcasts to others, speaks life into people. Lord, we just pray again, as we always do, that our words and our thoughts will be yours and not ours. And, Lord, that they'll accomplish that which will please you. And, Lord, we just pray that it will go for your honor and glory. And we ask this in Jesus' name, strong Son of God. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> yeah, he made me laugh for sure yeah. on that, sucking, sucking on a bottle. Yeah. Well, what? tell me what you think about that and tell me what you— uh, well, I mean, it's it's to me, it's so true. I heard a, uh, I was somewhere, sometime, some some person had said to me, "What you gonna do with what you got? I mean, you come in and get something. What are you gonna do with it? You know." Mm-hmm. And and I mean, uh, I see people who's gone for Bible studies for years, but what are you gonna do with it? You know what, 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 what do you do with what you got? And I think that's what he's talking about. You know, you just suck the life out of what, what you're getting, and it's not really. You're putting good. in, putting in, putting in, putting in, yeah. but nothing's coming out. Is yeah. that what you're yes, saying? Yes, exactly. 
You know what? Uh, to, to sit and do in a Christian walk, the safe thing to do, the safe thing is to sit and take in. But you minute you step out and start with uh, something in Christ and doing something outside of yourself, then he can feed you more. He's not. He's not going. You know. He says, if you do something, then you know he's going to give you some more. But you got to do something with what he's giving you right now. You know, all these churches have all these groups and all these meetings. And I, I know there are some that do good stuff. I know there are. And some some of these groups that do good stuff. But why study the Bible all the time when you're not going to act on it? You know, uh, there's no, someone once said, there's no, no, uh, if you don't make some kind of contact with somebody, you can't just stay safe. I remember one time at another church that we attended. It's been a while back, and uh, I, the men were meeting, and we had speakers and things, and come in. I asked this guy who's a longtime member, I said, are you coming? He said, no, nah, I quit going. I said, we used to go cut people's grass and help uh, widows and orphans and stuff. He said, we just sit there and take Bible study now. And that stuck with me. This has been 20, 15, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And that stuck with me, you know. So so what, what do you do? You listen. You read the Word. You study yourself. And you, you act on what God's telling you to do, you know. Well, it's almost if you're not doing that, it seems like you're just stagnant and just maybe people are afraid to step up and be teachers yeah. or something, but... Yeah, everybody's not supposed to be a teacher. That some, you know, it gives the uh, how people are called. There, some are called to do other stuff. You know, everybody's not a teacher. Well, it says that in the Bible. Yeah, though. it does. But maybe it means you should be doing more than what you're doing. Yeah, by well, now you've been studying the Bible for years. Yeah. Well, there's there's plenty of stuff. To, there's plenty of need out there to do. You can. Uh, each one could reach one. Everybody can, you know, you can just plant. You can just grow where you're planted. You know, you got to grow. I mean, you can learn the word. You know, the devil knows the Bible back and forth. But you got to act on it uh, to do something that will glorify God. You know, he says in the, in the Gospel of John, I think, or is it, uh, I'm going to have to correct myself with that, I believe. But anyway, I believe it's in, um, well, anyway, I can find it. But anyway, it says, let your light shine before men so they'll see your good works and glorify your Father in, he- in heaven. He said, you, you're, a light of, you're the light of the world, a city set upon a hill that cannot be hid. And neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a stick that give light to all in the room. So in some way, if if you're a child of God, you've got a chance to be light in this dark world, and not just to keep that light in wherever you are. So, yeah. Well, I think too, uh, like it doesn't have to be something where you're a teacher. It can be just your everyday job in life where you shine your light. But yeah, it also I think is easy to people want the milk because the milk is. God loves you. God did, yeah. you know, all the yeah. all that. And then there's the harder stuff you have to deal with when you start growing. You know, yeah. you got to go. You go through some trials and stuff, and that's the meat. That's the hard stuff. 
So uh, that's why he's talking about you just want the milk constantly. You just want the God loves you, the you're beautiful, you're wonderfully made, you know. And at some point you've got to grow up and mature. So read me what you have because I know you had a little. Yeah. Uh, It it talks uh, talks about it. And and it begins in the crib when we cry out for whatever we need. Uh, We need whatever whatever we need. Everyone expects this of a baby who is entirely dependent on the sufficiency of others. But if the adults surrounding this child behave the same way, always taking in and never giving out, the baby won't survive. No one would. Life is predicated on mutual sacrifice. In order to love, we have to put away the habits of childhood, 1 Corinthians thirteen eleven. You'll never, you've never seen a room full of toddlers offering each other juice, checking on each other's diapers, or drying each other's tears, have you? That's because they haven't learned to love sacrificially. But they will. Maturity demands it both in the natural and the spiritual as we grow or to be more specific as we grow into the image and nature of God we begin to pour out and offer ourselves to those around us. That's what God is like, a sacrificial lover. If we want to be like him we need to offer our strength, love, joy, and glory to others. The world is full of people bent on taking in. It desperately needs those who are already filled up with God and can afford to give their fullness away. Your strength, your love, your joy, your glory are are rare and precious commodities. The more you grow, the more you can offer them, and the more like God you become. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah, so, you know... uh, Everywhere you read and study and see is uh, you take in to give out. You don't take in just to saturate yourself. You take in to give. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not up to me to call what anybody else is called to do. Uh, I probably missed the boat a bunch of times, but, you know, I've tried to do some things and uh, you know, just uh, to bloom where I'm planted right now, it's pretty hard, but... Uh, you do it. Uh, try, but we're, we're just walking through this life and uh, and just not try to stay safe. I mean, it's a safe place in the Bible study surrounded by a Christian. But you want to get unsafe, go somewhere where they're not Christians and profess the Word of God and your love for Jesus and to people that don't don't know Him and don't trust him. So the darkest night needs the brightest light, right? Exactly. Let your little light shine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds yeah. simple, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. Well, uh, you know, you, one th- mistake I'd made early on in my life, and which I'm glad that you caught it early in your life, Miss Early, and I did, is to do little things for in individual, and not really little things, but just something for, to somebody. You know, that's all you can do is reach one. These great big churches, which are really shut down right now because of the virus, but we're not shut down. We come in contact with people. So yeah, it's just, uh, it's just a, a sad thing. And, you know, you learn, and people, churches can become wanting you to do that all the time where you pour all your resources into a 
structure or into a religion. And uh, you need to pour your research into resources into helping others. Not that you don't help churches or whatever you're in, but people are more important than structures. Yeah. So. Well, don't you think, too, that uh, when it talks about milk and meat, I mean, some of us, we all need a little milk sometimes. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I don't want to say, like, you can't ever. Sometimes you're just in a fragile state, you know, and you have to. You want to get that, and you want God's going to fill you with what you need to be able to share that with others. But, you know, sometimes when you're having a trial and you're going through a hard time, um, you can have a little milk with your meat, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so to speak. Yeah. You know, you just grow, but you can still, you still want to hear. Sometimes you have to hear about God loving on you. You, you need to let God love on you, is what I'm trying to say. I agree with that. Until you know how much he loves you, it's hard to give that love. Yeah. Until you're filled with that love. You can't give it. You can't love anybody right unless you love him with the love of God. Right. Because his love is perfect. Mm-hmm. But you're right, you know, when you're taken in, and this is what I'm going to say, Lord, I'll drink this milk, but what you want me to do with this, what this, what you've given me today, what do you want me to do with this? Right, right. You know? Mm-hmm. That's good. You want me to read this out? Yeah, sure. So this is... It's just talking about the mature choices versus the immature choices being mature choices are the meat and um, immature choices are the milk. So I'll do mature choices are teaching others. Immature is just being taught. So if you're always just being taught, mature choices is developing depth and understanding or depth of understanding rather than struggling with the basics. Are you still struggling with the basics? Self-evaluation is a mature choice rather than just self-criticizing yourself, which leads to nowhere. Mature choice is seeking unity rather than promoting disunity. A mature choice is desiring spiritual challenges rather than desiring entertainment. A mature choice is careful study and observation rather than opinions and half-hearted efforts. Mature choice is active faith versus cautious apathy and doubt. A mature choice is confidence rather than fear. I'm kind of immature sometimes, <laughs> I can see. A mature choice is feeling and experiences evaluated in the light of God's word rather than experiences evaluated according to feelings. Whoa, that's yeah. a biggie. Yes. <laughs> so... Do you, do you react to your feelings? Or are you evaluating it in light of God's Word? So those are, those are, those are really good. That last one. Whew. They are good. That is some good stuff. Yeah. What else do you have over there? I see some handwriting. Well, I've already gone over that. And talked about being, and you, we've kind of, you've gone over the scriptures, um, there is one in First Corinthians 13 says, When I was a child, I spoke as a child, understood as a child, I thought as a child. But, but, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. For we, we see now in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know that in part, but then I shall know just as I am known. Mm-hmm. You know, when we get older, we don't think like children anymore. I go again to Joyce Myers and the robot. What about me? What about me? You know, 
and just uh, it's not all about you. It's God gives you stuff to give it to somebody else. Yeah. So, well, um, look at me for a second. So, have you? Do you have a personal story where you've struggled with this, or do you? Uh, have you? Do you have anything to share? I mean, I've definitely struggled with it. I can tell you. Well, I mean, you know, there's some things that uh, I, I started. I used to go down on the streets and uh, minister to p- people on the streets and try to talk about Jesus. I was real immature in doing it, mm-hmm. but at first it was uh, it was a little nerve wracking and had coffee poured on me and hot coffee and golly and uh, uh, you know just trying to put the love of God out to people. And sometimes, you know, you, you don't always get through, but sometimes you see something, you know, you help somebody, or you never know what seed you plant, it'll grow. Yeah. You know, and uh, just doing stuff. I remember when I started, to, when I was praying about the foster kids, and uh Lord had touched my heart with that one, and, I wanted, and then basically, I just told he just told me fish and loaves, five, uh, two fish and five loaves is all he needs, and mm-hmm. that translated to a dollar. Well, I I said the Lord told me this. That's yeah. what I said. Yeah. And I took it to a group of men, and they agreed with me. Right. And and we bought into it, and. Up until the virus, we'd been doing it every week, so that's kind of slowed down because we're not meeting. But, you know, it took a little bit of risk for me to go up and say, God told me to get some money from y'all. <laughs> and, of course, I was laying mine out in there too. But, you yeah. know, you, you get out of your, you got to get out of your safe place. you got to get out of that a, comfort zone. Exactly. <laughs> I guarantee you. Tell me And look what it. he's done with that. Well, and look what... Look what Jesus did, getting out of his comfort zone of heaven mm-hmm. and coming down here and being spit on and tortured and right. crucified for us. Mm-hmm. So it's, you, it's, it's, we read just a while ago, a pure, pure good love is sacrificial, you know? Yeah. So That's it, really good. Like someone said love is giving of oneself to meet the needs of another. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So. Well, that ends our show then, right? I guess. (laughs) I don't know unless you got something else. No, I think that's great and perfect. Um, Will you close out? I always like to end with uh, a prayer of salvation. Would you mind? Yes. Father, again, in Jesus' name, uh, we enter your gates with thanksgiving, your courts with praise, and Lord, we come to you in that precious name of Jesus, for you know your word says that he is the only way to you. And Lord, we just pray right now that if anybody doesn't know you or don't know, Lord, where they're going to spend eternity, that they'll turn their life over and come to you. And as we offer a simple prayer, Lord, for them to do that, the world makes things confusing, but you make things so easy for us, and it's Lord, as we just have to be willing to give ourselves to you and turn our total being over to you. And fathers, I pray this prayer. I just pray that those that that really are hurting and seeking and don't have any hope, Lord, will come to hope in you. 
for you are our blessed hope. So, Father, I pray this prayer. Um, Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is Lord, and I believe that you raised him from the dead. And, Father, I just right now surrender my life to you to make my life your life. Fill me with your love. Fill me with your Holy Spirit, Lord, and, and use me, Lord, that I may be salt and light into this world without a hope. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Bubba. Thank you, Missy. I love you. you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it. Are you interested in listening to more episodes? Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeart, and Spotify. Do you have a question you'd like us to chat about? Email us at swduthink at gmail.com. We have new episodes every Monday. See you next time.